Welcome to the weekly podcast. In this bonus episode, we'll chat with the man, the myth, and the brains behind the program, Howard Mortman. During the next 20, 25, 30 minutes or so, we'll listen to some of his favorite clips and answer some listener questions. I'm Shannon Rice, the podcast producer here at C-SPAN, and I'm joined by my colleague, Rachel Katz. Let's jump right in. Thanks for joining us today, Howard. Thank you both. I know you said man, myth, and brains. I think I'm more in the myth category there, but uh, I'll let you. I'll work with it. All right, Howard, let's start with (laughs) why you wanted to start this podcast. Was there a specific event or finding in the video library that made you say, aha, I have to share this? What what started it all? Well, after I got assigned the responsibility of doing it, then I said, what do I want to do with this? Um, No, look, uh, two things going on. One, I'm a huge fan of what we have in C-SPAN in the video library and the archives. And um, and we always say about how many hours there are, 280,000 hours, 270,000 hours. It's so fun to demonstrate that. It's so fun to actually give people examples of the gems, as we say, that they can find in the video library. So there's that part of it, just being a political junkie. And then the other part is... Uh, it's just it, this is a really neat format. Um, it's a really neat way to to pull something off and get and reach new people um, who are connected to us in some way or want to be or should be. Uh, maybe not have the emotional bond, but the C-SPAN, but but uh, have lived through some of these historical moments, some of these topics we talk about, and kind of uh, hit that bit of uh, scratch that nostalgic itch, as it were, for uh, for political history. So. Uh, we've been doing this, Shannon. We've been doing this what for uh, two years now, I think. Um, and I have to say, because I don't know if I'll get the chance, Shannon Rice, uh, the executive producer, and does all 15 C-SPAN podcasts single-handedly, is an amazing talent. Um, and joined here by the wonderful Rachel Katz, who's been a big supporter and uh, of all the business ventures of C-SPAN and affiliate relations, and uh, is also a big listener and booster of the C-SPAN podcast, The Weekly. I do love the weekly and I need to dig in a little to like the brain of Howard Mortman because I don't understand how you know what is in the video library. Like I've worked here for a a very long time and I am a watcher of our product, a listener of our product. I don't remember what we had on yesterday. I don't remember what I did this morning. How can you possibly archive 280,000 hours worth of product to come up with a podcast. Well, here's the big thing. I, I'm a true political junkie. Uh, and so I love this. This is like, it's a job, yes, but it's a passion. I just love the, uh, I love the, um, the C-SPAN mission of not having an opinion on who wins or loses, but just loving the game, the politics, the policy. Um, and I've lived this history. I'm in my, I, that's right, early 20s. Uh, <laughs> no, I've, <laughs> Me I've, too. You too. Uh, but uh, so much of what, C's, I mean, C's being started in 79, that's roughly when I first became politically aware. So a lot of my memories uh, over the years have coincided with what we have recorded on television. So this is not dry book stuff for me. This is coming alive moments that I personally remember. Um, and... Uh, and live through, and I guess it's, I don't know if this is a demo thing, but I find that the people who listen are the people who share those kind of, you know, the generational uh, love of politics and uh, um, and what the government is up to. So, I, you know, it's a credit to the video library, and I will say how easy it is to search and find stuff, but part of it is you, you have to know what you're looking for, and you have to remember the big moments. So, you know, if I can relive political history through my personal history, that's uh, that's that's the real fun part. That's where the the gems come in. 
So we solicited calls for this adventure, and we are going to hear from one of your listeners right now. This is Steve Rosenberg after 5 p.m. on, let's see, November 1st, 2023. I uh, am calling about the invitation to comment on the podcast on C-SPAN radio. And I just wanted to mention C-SPAN radio is absolutely my favorite radio station. I don't have a television. And um, living in the Washington, D.C. area, I'm in Rockville, Maryland, gives me the fringe benefit of getting C-SPAN radio on 90.1 and not having to use whatever that uh, uh, satellite radio system to listen to it. So I thank you for C-SPAN radio. I appreciate the entertaining podcasts. And uh, I do wonder... uh, couple of questions, how it's decided what's covered, and how often they change. It sounds like once a week. Uh, I won't give my phone number. Bye. Howard, do you want to take that? How I, do we decide I, what to cover, and how often does it change? Sure, and I wrote down notes from his call, and I, uh, Steve Rosenberg, thank you for calling. I understand you called at 5 o'clock, so that's, uh, I appreciate that. Um, uh, how do we how do we decide what to cover? The um, Thanks to Shannon and C-SPAN Radio, they've kind of given me uh, a bit of leeway in really coming up with the ideas. Uh, the bottom line of what we do is we try to match up something happening right now in current events and showing historical precedent to it or start somehow connecting um, uh, moments in the past that reflect or inform or kind of you know fill in blanks. So much in politics has happened before. I think the worst thing you could tell journalism students is, or the best thing you can tell journalism students is never use the word unprecedented because most things, many things have happened before, not to the degree and the extent of some some things, but so much of the, of what we have, we experience now in politics is mirrored somewhere um, in the last couple of decades. So how do we pick the topics? What A lot of it's driven by what's going on now and what, um, you know, are there things that we can connect to the past? Also, just to look ahead, uh, we're taping this in December, and I already know what I want to do in January for um, uh, the Iowa caucuses and the New Hampshire primary, and I already know what angles and clips I want to pull for that. Um, so, um, you know, so it's it's 15 minutes roughly each episode of clips from the past connect to some out of the present. Um, Steve Rosenberg also mentioned I appreciate the entertaining part of that, um, saying that the podcast are entertaining. That's tough to pull off, not for comedy reasons, but we are not an entertaining network by definition. We are a serious gravitas network that shows politics covered you know, gavel to gavel. So we're, we are we don't set out to be funny, you know, because that shows personality and that shows um, opinion. It's a way of exhibiting that. But if we have clips and examples of politicians saying or doing things that uh, people might enjoy hearing. I think that's a totally fa- fair game without making fun of them, uh, just to show that side. Um, I will say one thing. Uh, to make it entertaining, of course, I type everything up on uh, funny typing paper, so that uh, that helps out. I use a funny font, so that kind of gets me going. Well, this question, I guess, is for both of you, because Shannon is your producer. How often... How many times have you had to change your podcast idea because of something that happened in the news, breaking news or something timely? Do you ever have to do that? And how difficult or how easy is it to sort of switch things around? In the last couple of months, it's been pretty 
you know, Howard gives us these ideas and he has scripts written and we've had to change up the order in which they've been going out, especially around everything with the speaker's race and, you know, the the war in Israel. It, it, we've had to change up a few things. You you don't want to be distasteful, especially if you're putting out something that's a little bit more lighthearted when something terrible has happened in the world. I don't know. Howard, do you want to? Yeah, I, I, I think that's right. Um, we, we, two parts of that. One, we do... You know, we switch it up if something big, like a big death of a president happens. You know, we'll probably pull what we had planned. Uh, but that that's very rare. Um, to Shannon's point about not – this is not a TikTok of what's happening every day in Congress um, or what's in the news because that would be really – well, two things. It would be really tough to pull off because of just the the runway of time needed to pull these together. And Shannon you know, does hours – puts hours into this. Um, but it's also not intended to do that. It's not intended to say, here's what happened in Congress today. Um, enough other people do that. And uh, and there's a huge market for that in other places. Uh, but there's no real place for people to go to kind of connect. We did a um, – when George Tra- uh, Santos was expelled, we did a podcast of um, uh, looking back not at him but at Jim Traficant, the, uh, the congressman from Ohio who was expelled. And we played uh, a lot of his farewell speech, his final speech uh, to Congress in July 2002. So that was our – we kind of knew something was going to happen with Santos. We planned for that. Um, we kind of had that – I guess if we can tell a secret here, Shannon, we kind of had that one in the can a little bit uh, just waiting to, you know, for the right week to pull that off. Yeah, we were quite ready for something to happen on that one, which was all Howard. He can see into the future in a way <laughs> that I, I don't understand. And it just every week I'm like, wow, how did we hit the nail so hard on the head right there? It, it's that tricky little brain of his. Well, this it, is why I've made so much money playing the lottery. Uh, <laughs> and I, actually, I don't need to be working here. I can retire early because of uh, seeing into the future. So, Well, you sent me a list of some of your favorite clips. We're going to listen to one of those right now. This is Robert, former Senator Robert Byrd from, I don't, you didn't actually tell me the year, but that's okay. I can guess it. You can guess it. <laughs> Stumped it's Howard. him speaking about his old age. Let's listen. Mr. President, I feel compelled to address head on, I mean head on, The news stories in recent weeks that have pointed out the shocking discovery, yes, shocking discovery that I am growing older. Did you get that? (laughs) The shocking discovery that I am growing older. Now, remind our listeners, what was this podcast? It was focusing on, we actually, it was a little different than we usually do. You used his entire floor speech. Yeah, I, I did. And no, nothing makes a podcast pop other than hearing uh, Robert Byrd, uh, former uh, Democratic senator from West Virginia. The whole This was actually an outlier for us. It was the entire floor speech he made about, um, oh, about 12 minutes. I think it was, since Shannon, you pressed me, I should know this. I think it was like in the, um, well, he died. When did he die? Uh, Rachel, he died like in two, 2009. So this was like 2006, I think. And and uh, he was getting up in his age, and so he made a whole speech about it's okay to be young, or to be, I'm sorry, it's okay to be old. And the reason I did this, or we did this one, it was because of all the news stories surrounding Joe Biden uh, that continue right now um, about him being old and how, and Donald Trump, you know, 79 and 80, 77, 81, um, and how old age plays into a politician. Well, I just remembered this speech, and uh, 
And I just, we, yeah, you're right. We just let the whole thing run, and, and boy, that was a lot of fun. He died in 2010. See, just Ra- a fact. Rachel knows these things. That's amazing. Google Rachel. knows these things. <laughs> Rachel, put your Thank phone God down. Thank God for Google. <laughs> I was trying to get there, but you beat me. So there, you know. We have another. Well, I'm going to ask you this. As our director of communications, which I think is your title, correct? Yes. Uh, it used to be Great Expectations. Ah, now yes. It's, uh, uh, yes. How do we, <laughs> as a podcast, it, we'll play this clip. It's from Conan O'Brien oh, back yeah. in, when is this from? 1995. 1995 at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. We'll play this, and then I'll ask you my question. Yeah. Finally, I have an announcement for those of you watching tonight's event live on C-SPAN. For God's sake, it's Saturday night. <laughs> Outside. Meet a woman. Come on. There are things you can do. So as our director of communications, how do you play, how do we as a network, and this is more a serious question, play up or play to the kind of comedy that's around the serious nature of what we cover and how we cover it? You know, the lone chair or the lone podium that stays for 20 minutes. How do we, mm. how do you, how do you deal with that? That's, <laughs> Shannon, I, I will say this. Uh, that's a wonderful question because... Uh, um, so much of what, uh, so much of our reputation is built into those kind of moments of uh, people joking about watching us, and uh, it's funny. Some of the people who make fun of us the most are actually reporters um, and media people who don't understand what we do in our special special niche because we don't look like anything else on TV. Um, we're, we're odd. We're strange. We're unique. We're different. Whatever. And people don't know what to, how to process that. So let's just make fun of them. When Conan O'Brien, uh, for, that was his first of two times he was the, um, uh, the, the celebrity comedian at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and he, he uh, made fun of us. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was uh, – we did a podcast. She and I did a podcast around the time of the White House Correspondents' Dinner this year in April of the best C-SPAN jokes that ever told. Um, and I've always thought I was always entertained by this one. Um, it's it's kind of an obvious one, but he does it gentle. So, you know, one day Rachel and Shannon they'll stop making fun of us because they'll stop mentioning us, and we don't want that to happen. So, I'm happy if if they jab at us, we we can take it. You know, it's uh, or if they make fun of congressmen or people they see on C-SPAN, but our logo is up there when they do that. I'm fine with totally fine with that. I think it's a good thing, not a bad thing. How does that work? Uh, that's a question I have personally. I mean, when when NBC does a SNL skit and they use our likeness, do we get paid for that? Uh, I will go over our business expert Rachel, but I don't. Th- <laughs> I'm, I'm not a business expert. <laughs> I don't I think th- that's part of fair use. I think it's part uh. of fair use. I think if they like, uh, there's like a licensing part of it. If they want to use our video in a movie or a documentary or a TV show, they have to license that. But I think just flat out Saturday Night Live putting our logo on, I think is totally fine and. I'm not the guy to tell that we don't want you to put C-SPAN on in front of millions of people on Saturday <laughs> night. So, no, feel free to keep on doing that. Yeah. I was just curious. Well, it's it's that time where we have another caller Lunch. we're going to listen oh. to. Now, we're, we're not done yet. No, no, you're, not, you're not out of the hot seat <laughs> quite yet. Sorry <laughs> no. about that. We have another caller. Let's take a listen. Hi, this is a caller from Charlottesville, Virginia. What does your family think about your knowledge of the C-SPAN archives? Um, well, uh, <laughs> I wish the caller had identified herself, but it uh, uh, sounds like a, a, a very brilliant, bright uh, junior, uh, uh, third year, I'm sorry, not a junior, third year at uh, UVA 
I'm sorry. What was, I was taking back. What was the question again? <laughs> should, like, should, what's should, for dinner? <laughs> what, <laughs> what makes you can say I do that? My laundry? I don't know. Like, I, why, is it, why is the TV not on? Uh, working? What, what should, the, the question was. Um, what should, is your family? Uh, think about you doing this podcast and your knowledge of C-SPAN. I didn't know they knew about it. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the secret is out. Oh, I, I have a lot to answer to tonight, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, <laughs> they find the whole thing quirky. You know, I've... Uh, they know my love of politics. They love my know my love of not having an opinion. Uh, this actually, see, working for C-SPAN matches my not having an opinion on anything um, as a tactical uh, part of life, not strategic but tactical. It means it get, just gets me in a conversation, um, and um, and my love of politics. Um, so they think it's quirky. None of them are interested at all in the in what I do uh, in the family business, as it were. Um, they, the, my kids' knowledge of politics. It's not for me. It's from and boy, they're not gonna like this. It's from Instagram and TikTok. It's just like the very. Uh, I, I have a twenty-year-old and a oh gosh, how old is she now? Probably like fifteen or so. The second one, who knows? <laughs> um, and uh, I won't mention their names, but uh, um, the um, you know they, they they know they're very bright young ladies, um, but don't have the extent of of going into politics or media like I do. So. We had a listener email from Tevi Troy. I'm saying that correctly, right? I've never heard of him. I know. He said, hi, don't judge me, but I'm a listener of C-SPAN's The Weekly. I have a question for the questions episode. Who had the crazy idea of letting Howard Mortman run wild in the C-SPAN archives? Well, <laughs> um, they let the guardrails down one day, and they said uh, Mortman can go in. Um, I, will, I have to say, since we mentioned the name Tevi Troy, that uh, Tevi has been part of the C-SPAN Family, extended family. Um, he, Rachel, is here, who runs the Presidential Historian Survey every four years, and Tevi's on the panel for that. Um, he's written books, and we've covered them on Book TV. He's appeared in Washington Journal, um, and he now works for the Bipartisan Policy Center, um, and has written books about the presidency and intellectual. So, for me, Tevi is kind of like the sweet spot. The I want to dazzle someone like Tevi every week with something. That since he's brilliant and knows everything, is there anything new I can I can show or demonstrate to him um, through a raw source through audio? So there are people in mind uh, when I'm doing these podcasts. I do have people in mind when I'm doing the podcast of like I want to impress that person, not show off, but like can that person learn from this? Can that person be exposed to something new in C-SPAN video? And Tevi is an example of that. If there's a way I would explain Howard Mortman, it would be razzle-dazzle. So, <laughs> yes, say, saying that you want to dazzle someone is feels very Howard oh, Mortman-esque. Since it's audio, I can't show you my jazz hands, but boy, they are going right now. One of the topics we have picked on a lot here at The Weekly is baseball. We're going to listen to a clip from a 1991 interview with not-then-President George W. Bush. Baseball is America. I mean, if you want to be associated with what's truly American— and you're a politician, you better get close to baseball. Howard, why do we pick baseball clips so often? Yeah, yeah, a, a tough question, but a fair question, Shannon. Um, the, uh, so that clip, <laughs> I've used that two different ways. Um, that clip, 1991, as you mentioned, is when Brian Lamb went down to Texas and interviewed the then partial owner of the Texas Rangers, George W. Bush, a year before um, his father ran for re-election as president, and um, the interview was centered <laughs> in a classic Brian Lamb fashion. The interview was centered really about him being the partial uh, manager of uh, owner. I'm sorry, owner 
of the Texas Rangers and very little politics in it. Um, but politics did arise. And uh, they and Brian asks asks George W. Bush about uh, politics and, and ba- about politicians love of baseball. And that's when George W. Bush said that. I think that's a, a wonderful quote, uh, piece of sound. And I say that wonderful, not for George W. Bush, but just what he says in that, that we've used now in um, in, a, in a podcast, I think we did, uh, tied to opening day of baseball a couple of years ago, uh, politicians saying how much they like baseball, and that was just the kicker. And as Shannon mentioned, we, are, um, we have a podcast coming up, um, uh, or has been played already, of uh, George W. Bush as part owner of the Texas Rangers. Um, now the Rangers won the World Series, and his history of talking to C-SPAN, or on C-SPAN, about the Texas Rangers and about the uh, famous, infamous trade of Sammy Sosa uh, from the Rangers comes up. And so we run that again. So that kind of sound is a great is a that clip is a great one for us to plug in a couple different ways. As we work towards wrapping up this episode, I want to play a clip from 2011 from Tucker Carlson and on his thoughts on Donald Trump running. There's so much volatility just beneath the surface in American life, not just in the Republican Party, uh, that, again, if there was every year where something truly weird happened, where Obama stepped down and Joy Behar ran as the Democrat and, I don't know, Donald Trump became the Republican nominee. Unlikely, but if there was every year, this is it. How are we going to cover 2024 with the weekly podcast? Oh, wonderful. So a, a couple things. Just one th- reason we did I did that Tucker thing, I love you playing that, is um, a couple people that we've had on C-SPAN many times are just so interesting to go back and listen to and watch again. Christopher Hitchens, for example, endlessly watchable and listen to. Tucker Carlson was on C-SPAN starting in 1995 taking calls, and there's a deep history of that. So when he came on in 2011 and talked about Trump becoming president, it was like, wow, what a eureka moment, lightning bolt, that we have that, and, you know, against the backdrop of what's happening in politics now. Um, as far as 2024, I have already in mind, Shannon, uh, what I'm going to do for the Iowa, New Hampshire, Iowa caucus in New Hampshire primary, starting to work on that how to tie it in. One thing that's very important is that um, we, we've, we've said this from the beginning that this is, I want to shy away from what's happening right now because um, it's not as fun to do the historical stuff if you get wrapped up into the TikTok of, of current events, meaning that we have great stuff from Iowa and New Hampshire of years ago and that deserves to be um, shown again, it deserves to be unearthed. Um, if all we do is focus on what's happening now, that's tough to pull off if we maintain uh, you know, a non-biased approach to this. But if we do historical-based um, um, moments from Iowa and New Hampshire, I think that's fair game. It's a lot of fun. So you know, look out for some fun clips from our coverage of those two in years past. Um, and there are the, toward the conventions. I mean, my God, the Democrats are going to be in... Uh, Chicago and Chicago is so rich in political convention history. So, you know, there are there are ways to attach and connect what's happening in politics right now with some of the neat things that people may not be aware of that we that we have. At the end of every podcast, you do a very fun plug for the video library. So can you just explain why the video library is so important and any tips or tricks on how to how to search it? Because you've mentioned the number of hours and that seems daunting, but it really is 
a great resource for anyone interested. Yeah, so here's the deal. When you go on YouTube and you search YouTube and you say, my God, look at this video I found, Eureka, you're discovering someone else's video that someone else has posted and made. So you're discovering someone else's video. When you go into our archives and you find a clip or a video that's never been seen before, that's an even greater thrill. YouTube is wonderful. I love YouTube on there all the time. But in our video archives, you're really, it's just it's the raw material. So if you get you know if you get jazzed up by watching things as it happens um, and not having it narrated for you, but just saying, my God, look at what this politician said two years, uh, twenty years ago, and versus what he or she says now, have the politics switch. So it's neat to do that. It is, it is a uh, the resource is for everybody, but. You know, since Shannon mentioned I'm a communications director, we're always encouraging reporters to go in and use us um, to search the old video. Uh, definitely academicians, students. Uh, if you're a journalism student, it's a great way to learn how to cover a press conference. You know, it's from beginning to end. What would, you know, I love telling journalism students, go back and watch this White House briefing and write a story of it. Uh, what, you know, what would you take away from it? Um, so, you know, it, it is, as always, I want to plug the architect of the video library, uh, Dr. Robert Browning at Purdue University, who came up with it and uh, who started record, basically started recording C-SPAN and putting it and digitizing it, putting it online. And, um, you know, again, for me, going back, uh, because I'm in, of that era of seeing everything I remember seeing on TV for the first time in the 80s and 90s, 2000s, it's such a kick, um, reliving it and... You know, it's everything that's serious uh, to what everybody's ties looked like uh, back in the 90s. So you can have fun with it and you can be totally serious about it. And the cost is? Totally free. Totally free. Just mentioned uh, podcast uh, 2024 in your promo code <laughs> and we'll get you set up for free. Yeah. Well, Howard, I just want to thank you for taking the time today to sit here in the studio with me that we do quite often, usually on Tuesdays. And today when we're recording is a Tuesday. So it's just like any other any, any other Tuesday for us here. This is classic, classic C-SPAN, where we are afraid to, to say our names and say nice things about ourselves. I want the public listening to this to know that Shannon Rice is an amazing talent and runs 15 podcasts uh, by herself here in the uh, glass-enclosed nerve center of uh, C-SPAN Radio in the heart of C-SPAN's historic podcast district. Um, and Rachel Katz has been just a wonderful, fabulous uh, colleague and friend for uh, these uh, decades and decades we've been working together. so Slow down on the wow. last couple decades. <laughs> nice. I went to Maryland. Uh, math wasn't my strong sort. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Thanks to everyone for listening. And Howard, I'm going to throw it over to you to remind people to listen and check out the video library. Thanks for listening uh, and happy searching. And uh, don't forget to um, uh, find C-SPAN's The Weekly wherever you get podcasts. The Weekly! Hey, this is Shannon. I wanted to thank you for listening to C-SPAN's The Weekly Podcast. You can support this podcast and all of C-SPAN's podcasts with a tax-deductible donation today at c-span.org slash donate. C-SPAN receives no government funding. Since our founding in 1979, C-SPAN has primarily been funded by fees from our cable affiliates and satellite distribution partners. But the media landscape is changing, and fewer people are subscribing to traditional cable packages, which has impacted our funding. If you enjoy these podcasts and all of programming on C-SPAN, please show your support 
visit c-span.org slash donate and make a tax-deductible donation today. Thank you.